0: And as we delve into this week's topic, a reminder that some of the content may be of a sensitive nature. Now, here's your hosts, Tim and Des.
1: Well, welcome to this week's Momentum. Once again, it is Tim and Dez with you. All around Australia, we've got men tuning in just like you to this show, which is awesome. Thanks so much for doing that. Really appreciate your time. And uh, look, really appreciate the radio stations taking the show as well, helping us out and helping you out. Momentumaustralia.org is our website. And uh, we are super excited about this week's show. We've got a Uh, Special guest on the show again, and I say again because he's been on a couple of times already and always, always had a lot to say. But the topic today is a key issue for all of us, and it's around this sense of identity. And I think many men, in particular this day and age, are confused about their identity to some degree. Lack of father figure, male role models in general, mixed messages from society, marketing, social media, etc., about what a real man should be. And often the end result is a sense of confusion that leads to imposter syndrome. Do
2: you know, it's imposter syndrome is like a, a psychological pattern in which we doubt our gifts, our talents and accomplishments, accumulating in a persistent internalised fear of being exposed as a fraud. And, you know, I think all of us have experienced this in our lives and it's and it's a real, real thing, and especially a thing for men. You know, to explore this in greater detail in this week's show, we have with us, thankfully and mercifully, the CEO of the Australian Institute of Family Counselling, Nick Marks. Welcome back, Nick. It's really good to see you again.
3: Yeah. Hi, Des, and hi, Tim. It's fantastic to be back with you guys and really looking forward to our conversation today on this really intriguing topic. And as you've alluded to, there's, there's a lot in it.
2: I thought that the imposter syndrome was a movie. (laughs) but clearly not (laughs) otherwise we wouldn't be talking about it here so nick describe the imposter syndrome
3: it's essentially a a perceived another term for it can be perceived fraudulence that i perceive myself to be a fraud so accompanying with that are feelings of um, self-doubt personal incompetence and then it might be that despite having, you know, education, qualifications, and even experience that, you know, I'm I'm just, I, I shouldn't be doing this, uh, I'm a fraud, and they're, they're, it's a matter of time till they're going to find out.
1: Mm.
3: And so it's, um, I, I suppose you could probably say, if I put it into more simple terms, is you can have a narrative underneath that we may or may not verbalize that. I'm not enough
2: mm.
3: I've heard that come up and be i am really not enough and so it, it's got a bit in it but I think is that that those key terms around i'm a I'm a fraud I'm not enough and um they're going to find out it's just a matter of time yeah
1: Nick before we go any further imposter syndrome is it something that affects a large percentage of us yeah I, look I,
3: it, there's it's very data on it and it's it's a term that was i should say it's a term that was defined um By psychologists in the mid to late 1970s. And so it's it's been around a while. And so there's there's been some a number of um studies and meta-studies on this. And there's a there's a variation of data based on what they've asked and sought into, but it it sort of varies between like 10 and 80%. So I won't go into that too much. (laughs) But what I think it's what I think is conclusive out of that, um, or what we could draw out of that is that it affects um a lot of us at some point in time in our lives. So some people might just coast through without it, but a lot don't, and it's not uncommon for us at at other different parts or a time in our life that we're going to we can experience this. And for some people, it can be a a common theme or a thread or a recurring theme in their life that stays with them, which is really I think where it comes from. In the sense, it's it's a key part to say having this term as imposter syndrome is that it's something that is persistent over time it's not just that i'm you know i've started a new job and i'm pretty nervous and you know what if i sort of blow it and, or i'm about to you know i've got the grand final coming up and it's gee, what if i you know blow the whole game i think that can be a different thing yeah. that can be a facilitating anxiety it can be appropriate for the event um, but if this persists over a long period of time and it tends to be uh, deeper in nature that speaks into um you know, those feelings of being fraudulent, I'm going to be found out. You know what? This all equals sign. I- I'm really not enough and I shouldn't even be here.
2: So is it, is it fair to say that it affects everybody in life? I mean, it, and what I was thinking was in terms of it, would Christians be impacted by this Christian man as well as men who wouldn't identify as being Christian?
3: Yeah, yeah. I think it can affect, I think it can be a part of a, of a human condition. Yeah. And... I think there are – I should say I don't think there's one the, – that the the research on this is consistent in the sense that there's usually not one thing that contributes to as as a causation to this. And so it's not like it's it's this causes that. It can be a, a, a factor or a um, convergence of things and different uh, things that happen to us when we're younger or uh, agreements that we make with ourselves that feed into this that can – contribute to this um, rather than it being one thing. And it can be a common thing to to any of us. Um, and, I, and I think uh, one of the big things that sits underneath this, and there are, again, there are a number of key things, but one of those key things, I think, is identity.
2: Cool.
1: Well, let's step into that space because I was going to ask you, where does this stem from and, and, and is it founded in our childhood? You know, is there something that we perhaps – Lacked in our childhood from our parents uh, in growing this identity, this self-assuredness of who we are. Like, let, let's talk about then. I suppose the the underpinning things of where this may stem from. And you said identity there, so let's start with that. What do you think with regards to identity? How does that? What's the link with that and imposter syndrome?
3: I I, I think that it can be, as I mentioned, a number of things that can can contribute to this. So. People that you would speak to who would would describe this or or, or be characteristic of it, uh, or the research showing that they might feel like they were um, they grew up in families that might have placed a big emphasis on achievement, and so if if being at, say if they came from a high achieving family, being compared to a high achieving sibling, you might have a sibling who was just they just knocked everything out of the park, so to speak. Um and, and so siblings is a is a really big part of this is what was the dynamic like. And so in the counseling world or um that stems from Bowen's theory and family systems, what we call family of origin. This is a really important thing for all of our lives, but into this area in particular is what's some of the backstory, not so much, you know, let's sit on the couch and let's delve into your childhood type thing, but understanding like what were the grandparents like, what were your parents like. And what were some of the, the the dynamics and culture and ways that things happened in your house? And it could be, well, yeah, there was you know I had a sibling who was just seemed to be great at everything, and and I kind of wasn't, <laughs> and so they were praised, and and I just couldn't match up. Um, or it might have been that you received a very harsh, sharp criticism on. It could be on one thing, and it just stayed with you, and something kind of happened in that that you never quite got over, and. Um, that younger self, it stayed with the younger self, and it can turn into what we call a limiting belief of ourselves.
1: Hmm. Nick, how much does our personality affect how much we might be affected by imposter syndrome? For example, you know, if we're introverted and shy, does that mean that we might have a tendency more towards feeling like, you know? We we're, we're an imposter, like we're a fraud, as opposed to people who perhaps might be a bit more confident and outgoing.
3: Yeah, there, there, there certainly can be some tendencies as a result of that. For example, if we have perfectionist tendencies, um, so if 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 you um, struggle with perfectionism, let's call it that, hmm. then uh, it's 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 showing that it's more likely that you're going to feel this hmm. in terms of the imposter syndrome through by virtue of the nature of what perfectionism is um, and you know, the anxiety and guilt associated where you're not able to achieve it. And again, the ability to have to uh, try and cover up that you haven't got it all together or you actually can't pull off this perfectionism or the, the need to feel that you've got to hold it all together, which doesn't, again, invite people in. It's something you've got to construct and hold together. So definitely those with perfectionist or expert-type personalities struggle with this more
1: so can i ask them because that's that's a key thing right i mean perfectionism is a real thing but w- what's driving that
3: yeah it's that there there are different personality types that are again it can be i think you go back to is it a personality trait is it nature or nurture or is it something for some other reason that goes back family of origin um, growing up where i felt like i needed to have everything together and just it had to be perfect for whatever reason is so. Underneath these things, there can be deeper reasons that drive it for why why we do this, which mm-hmm. can contribute to imposter syndrome. And I think the the real work, if you like, is is going back to what are some of the causative factors. What are the, how do I perceive myself? How do I see myself to be? Where do I derive my self worth? And and what's the real value of myself? who am i and and is it tied up in the results that i need to get the outcomes that i need to get how i need to look um externally in an outward way um and how how am i doing inside in my internal world because what's internal will drive the outward Hmm. how we perceive ourselves and how we want to look outwardly to others and how Mm -hmm. we feel we should have it all together and as said earlier, that can be really exhausting. Mm. This takes a lot of work. Mm. The flip side of that, just to say that Tim is is the the other side to that is I'll I'll also withdraw. Uh. That that can be another way that it shows up is I'll either strive and go harder and have to hold it all together, or I'll actually pull back and engage in emotional cutoff and and disconnect from people. So. Uh, it it can be that I won't engage in those deeper relationships because I don't want to be found
1: out. Mm, Yeah, makes sense. It's a great conversation. We're going to take a short break and come back and uh, explore imposter syndrome some more on the other side of the break. The good news is that there are things that we can do to highlight this and then uh, overcome this in our lives And we're going to hear more from Nick Marks, the CEO of AFC, on the other side of this break. You're listening to Momentum all around Australia. In the meantime, have a look through our website, momentumaustralia.org. And we'll be back with Nick in just a tick. Stay tuned.
0: This is Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at momentumaustralia.org.
3: If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 888.
0: You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at MomentumAustralia.org.
1: Welcome back to this week's Momentum. Tim and those with you. Our special guest is Nick Marks from AIFC. We're talking about imposter syndrome, um, just a quick point to some websites, aifc.com.au if you'd like to find out a bit more about these guys. And of course, momentumaustralia.org is our website. But look, we, we set it up in the first half of the show, what exactly is imposter syndrome? There's a lot in there. Uh, and one of the things we talked about, Nick, was this um, this kind of link to identity. Uh, another thing, though, that can affect this is our sense of calling, so, just to explain that this thing that we might feel that we are called to, or we need to do with our lives. How does that affect this link with imposter syndrome?
3: Thanks, thanks for asking that. I, I think for all people, talking to men, calling is a really important part of this. Now, you may not read a lot about this in the psychology literature, and and if you Google imposter syndrome, but I and we believe in see that this is a really important part of our life as. Um, men and women in Christ as believers, talking to men specifically, calling is, thinking about calling and why we crave it. Um, think of it as a, an intersection between intimacy and mission. What do I mean by that? Well, we all carry this sneaking suspicion that we're made for something. Yeah. We want God to speak mm-hmm. to us, and, and he does, and to know our identity and our, our purpose. And um, and when God calls me, when God calls you, and he does, he calls each of us by name. Hmm. If I call out to one of my kids, I, they might answer, if I'm lucky. <laughs> um, I, might, I might get a reply. They might come down. What, what can happen is I'll call out and then someone else will relay it and say, hey, hey Dad wants you. And are like, yeah, okay, I'll, you know, in a minute. Um, and so the first implication of, of calling is that the Father wants you. Because I meant to mention intimacy and mission. And and there's an order to that. So intimacy is first. It's out of the Father's love for us, for you, for me. Uh, He wants us and he's calling us by name. I've redeemed you. I've I've called you by name. You are mine. Um, he, he, He calls you. He calls me because he loves us. And he has something that is just for you. So, our mission, the, the the purpose, the thing that we're stepping into to do, and we each have a, a shared and, and communal and specific mission to each of us, really starts at that moment that we're known and, and loved.
1: So, then let's let's speak to the, the guys listening right now. We've talked about calling. Speaking to the space of guys listening, go, hey, you know what? I can relate to some of this stuff. I, I definitely feel like I've got imposter syndrome at times. I mean, obviously, so the uh, awareness piece and labeling it for what it is is the first is the first part. But then, h- how do we start to become unstuck from this imposter syndrome of that holding us where we are and going, "I'm too scared to move forward," or whatever? To start working through some of those things that we can uh, at least start to overcome in certain areas of our lives, this sense of "I'm a fraud," "I'm going to get found out," "I'm not good enough."
3: Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Tim. I, I you know what? I, these things aren't all bad, and and I, so I would say that what's the story you're telling yourself? You know, I'm not good enough. I'm no good at that. Yeah. Whenever I do this, this happens. There might be some things that just need to be unpacked and and set down. And we we often need um, help in doing that. We often just can't pull our bootstraps up and fix ourselves. God wants the full you to come into into to bless others and to fulfill and further the kingdom and to um to be your full self and that's that's a really great thing and so i would just encourage people to have a chat with some other people and some other things you can do that is a little bit nearer to home if you like are focus on some things you do well there's going to be a bunch of things that you do really well Um, be mindful of your self-talk is What's the story that yes. you are? What's the story that you tell yourself? What's that narrative mm-hmm. that goes round and round in your mind? Um, mm-hmm. And that's that's an important one. And you mentioned those limiting beliefs. Is what we can tend to do. And I love the Dallas Willard quote on this. It's um, we need to believe our beliefs and doubt our doubts, not believe our doubts and doubt our beliefs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's good. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Particularly if you're a person of faith, who does God say you are? And yeah. Um, what does he say about you that's true? And if he's the one who's true and says that about you, you can you can put a peg in the ground and, and that's that's solid ground and go mm. forward on that. Now, is it enough to just take that scripture and run with it? Well, maybe. Uh, I, I also think it's then good that is true and it's good and we should hang on to that scripture and have input and help from others along the way. As we said right at the start, is we particularly us men will tend to Try and fix this stuff and go solo or solo or withdraw and go quiet about it and try and hold it all together. And so yeah. inviting other men into this in particular, I would say to the guys, because you'll probably find other guys are experiencing the same thing. And as we know, iron sharpens iron and there's just great strength in that community, which I'm, um, I'm kicking an open door when I'm talking to you guys about the importance of community.
2: Yeah, that's, that's very true. And, and as you know, we always talk about engagement community and community yeah. and getting alongside other men and being open and accountable. And, and we don't talk much about accountability, but we should talk more about accountability, not in a judgmental way, but in a bondship way, in a friendship way, in a supporting way. Um, yeah. And that really helps us all to grow. It's great.
1: Well, I think off the back of that, Des, as well, that's encouraging to go, you know, there is accountability that's needed at times in our life that is a responsibility. But I think also when you get accountability around fulfilling your calling, stepping into your true identity, and, and that's when, you know, you can get somebody in your world and go, hey, I see that you're holding yourself back. And, I, and I'm encouraging you to step forward. And I think, Nick, that's what you're talking about is having these people around us who can fully embrace the imposter syndrome and encourage us through it to go, hey, I see much more for you, you know, whether that's in your identity and or your calling and to have those people around you. And so we just want, as we wrap up this week's show, encourage you into that space. And uh, leave you with a couple of websites again. So, AIFC have their own um, podcast. It's called Council Culture, cancelculture.org.au. Or, of course, you can check out the AIFC main website, which is simply aifc.com.au. And our special guest this week talking about imposter syndrome has been the CEO of AIFC, Nick Marks. Nick, always a lot of information from you, mate. There's uh, a lot to chew over from this week's episode. But, um, Yeah, we'll leave that with the guys and encourage you to go back and have a re-listen to this episode of Imposter Syndrome and apply some of those things and see yourself shoot forward into your full identity and your full calling. Nick, appreciate you being a part of Momentum, mate. Thank you.
2: Thank you, man.
3: Thank you. It's been wonderful to uh, to be with you guys today. It's a really important topic, so it's good to be able to share on it. You've been
0: listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. For more information or to hear this week's show again,